Welcome to this week in Princeton Viking Sports here on VikeNation.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and once again, we're joined by Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts. Uh, Joe, good to talk to you again. Uh, from what I gather and following Vike Nation, uh, not much happened this past week. Would that be right? Yeah, you know, Jason, we had a, we had a leisurely week, didn't we? You know, <laughs> I think we were jam-packed uh, all the way through. I even felt like we were busy yesterday uh, at the office. So it's been a great week, though, and we're looking forward to this week as we head into uh, head into homecoming. Uh, that's what that's what this week is for us. So we're excited about what's uh, what's in front of us. There we go. And uh, one the the one big one that got all the attention uh, this past Friday. We'll talk about here in just a little bit. But let's get going and let's start with uh, cross country. Of course, they were in action this past weekend at the Troy Invitational. Now they've got the Eaton invite coming this Saturday. Uh, we're approaching really the, kind of the midway point of the season for cross country. How do you feel like your runners are progressing as we reach that midway point? You, you know, I think from a time perspective, if you look at it across the board, I think we are um, holding our own. I, I think I saw 13th maybe uh, finish out of, out of the boys this week or, or maybe it was the week before. But, you know, we're, we're looking good as far as pace goes at practice. I really – I've been able to observe them at some practices. Um, like I said earlier, Coach Cobb and Coach Campbell, they love to get out on their bicycles and follow the kids. And we've been able to, to see how they're, how they're setting their, their pace for the week. And we're looking forward to uh, hosting an invite on the 26th of September. But um, we, I, I feel real good about where both the boys and the girls are right now. We obviously are not uh, reaching the pinnacle yet. Uh, we're, still, we're still preparing ourselves for that turn. But I think – by the time we reach the conference meet, that'll be a real set for us. Uh, just the fact that the kids can get out and run right now, given all of the restrictions and everything that we have to do in order for their safety uh, during the pandemic, it, it's just it's wonderful to be able to see. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air for them. And building in the right direction, that's what we like to hear. Let's move on to the links. Boys golf has really seemed to find their stride, you know, winning four straight and five out of six. Uh, what's impressed you about their about the way they've gone out and consistently delivered these results match after match? I think what you just said, the consistency has been impressive. Um, the, the kids go out. Yes, we are consistently on the same courses right now. It's that that point in the season where it's a lot of dual matches, um, where they're they're consistently playing the same course. So there's some familiarity there. Whether it is Sharon Woods or the Mill, I feel like they're getting a lot of lot of time out on the mill course right now but um, that part of it is very important as we are uh, essentially a week out from the boys GMC championship and then of course you know uh, it's hard to believe but we've already had seed meet our uh, voting online voting for both boys and girls golf is is up and running so we're looking at a sectional tournament and so what what I hope that we can see out of this is and we've got some good ones coming up with Ross uh, heading out to Miami Whitewater. Obviously, we play a sectional out that way. Um, the familiarity with that golf course, uh, but getting the kids to realize that it, it is about going from tee to green and that par can certainly advance you a long way, especially in the sport of, in the sport of high school golf. So uh, really, really excited about this week. Uh, they've got a pretty good schedule this week, but more importantly, getting gearing up for that GMC. Well, on the girls' side, they have the GMC uh, coming up this week. Uh, where do you feel like they're at? Where do they feel like they're at heading into the tournament? Well, I, you know, I think from an individual standpoint, obviously, I think Ariana's really 
uh, up there, top five uh, category right now, um, just by the way she's playing. As a whole, I think the girls are going to have a real strong finish. Our numbers, it's a numbers game for us as it has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four or five girls being able to get out there and play. Uh, we just don't have the depth that we need uh, to, to com- you know, get some sustainability uh, for the program. But it's coming. I do believe that it's coming. I think the younger girls uh, will be able to bring some more on. I think we will see some uh, more attention to it at the middle school level. Uh, as we continue to build that, Coach Tally, our middle school coach, uh, while we only had one girl come out this year at seventh and eighth grade, um, I, I think because he's down there in that building, really working with the kids, I think it it could be something that we could grow on. But you know, I, I think the girls, one Walton Ponds does just an unbelievable job. They're fantastic hosts to us, and I think the girls feel that that's that's so important for them to get them out there uh, on a very tough golf course and. and have that comfort going into it. And I think if they can get out and set the pace early and make a few putts, we're going to be okay. Something that maybe necessarily we don't think about a whole lot is that relationship between the middle school uh, and the high school for the Princeton community. How important is that for you to build up that interest in athletics starting at the middle school level? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's critical uh, to be honest, Jason. I mean, it, it, it is that you've got to have, it is a seven twelve thought process once you reach the educational-based athletics level. You know, obviously the, the youth programs are very critical as well because that's your, your building block, but we don't have very many internal youth programs. Obviously, we have a little Vikes football program, uh, but, you know, when you look at the sport of soccer, you look at baseball and softball, um, basketball, a lot of those programs, they, they have established travel teams or or recreational club programs what have you and not necessarily school-based programs so when they get into the seventh grade it really is a huge learning curve to be able to get them to have that connectivity and to draw their interest into into the activity and keep them there let's move on and talk about tennis here kind of a a tough start to uh the conference play here uh despite a really strong non-conference start conference play has been a little tougher for the vikes as as, as you've seen there, is there concern from the coaches at this point? Or are we looking at this as, hey, we've had a really, really tough stretch to start the year in terms of quality of opponent? Well, I don't, I don't know if Coach Bruning ever has, has concern because he has a lot of confidence in the girls. Mm-hmm. Our schedule, uh, as you said earlier, I mean, obviously when you reach the GMC uh, in conference play, it, it just becomes difficult. It, it's, uh, it's hard. And so – our non-conference schedule really helps build us and prepare us for that tough conference schedule. And then that tough conference schedule is what's going to build us and prepare us for what we have in a couple of weeks with the coaches classic and then leading right into the conference tennis tournament, but then right into the sectional tennis tournament. And I think, you know, tennis, again, tennis and golf are those individual sports that are played as a team. And that's so important because from an individual perspective, you've got to go out and be able to perform at your best level and prepare yourself. But then at the same time, you've got to set the stage for the entire team. So whether it's one singles or or two doubles, you know, focusing on the fact that we've got to win our match, just like in golf, you know, you've got to, what you have to do is you have to be able to set that tone for everyone else. So I, I think while we see what, what the ups and downs are because of how difficult the league can be. I, I think that we're in a pretty good position right now uh, 
to to show some show some stuff at the end. It really is a unique pressure that uh, tennis and, go- and golf athletes have because, like you said, you've got to win your individual match, but then that also goes yeah. towards the team match. So very unique there, and a, a ver- takes a very special uh, like mental mindset, I would say, uh, to play yeah. those types of sports there for sure. Let's move on to the pitch. Uh, boys soccer right now off to a good start in the GMC, 2-0 and thus far. Uh, you've got Oak Hills coming up this week. Unbeaten, as I said, through the first two, but do they feel like they can sustain that throughout the rest of league play? Well, I was talking to the coaches Saturday night before the, the uh, Kings varsity match after we had our senior night ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Fairfield win kind of shocked us a little bit in, in terms of the fact of how we were at practice leading up to it. And we just didn't seem to have uh, a lot of mojo, if you will, going into, into that match. And then all of a sudden we come out and, and Diego said, man, we just really, we played so well and, and so together. And, and, and he's, you know, let's keep that string going. And, yeah, we're, we've got Oak Hills this Tuesday and then Lebanon on Saturday at Lebanon. And we faced a, a, an extremely well-coached, well-disciplined, solid Kings team Saturday night that just – they were physically bigger. We mm-hmm. were a little bit faster than them, but they were physically bigger than our kids. But that's not – you know, that doesn't take anything away from what, how our kids performed on Saturday and this past week. Yep. It's just a test of what you're going to see night in and night out in soccer. And um, I think we can keep it going. I, I really do. I think, I think we can really get ourselves moving in a direction that we need to do in order to be ready for, for the end and for that, for that run in the postseason. Do you maybe sense an extra bit of maybe confidence, maybe from yourself or from Diego, given the fact that, as you said, going to the Fairfield match, they, the practices were not you know, maybe as crisp as they as he would like them to be, and yet you still came out? and uh, got the result you wanted? Yeah, it's that old Allen Iverson theory. You know, Jason, it's that <laughs> practice. We're talking about practice. You know, I don't know. I mean, is it the dog days of summer? Because here we are. It's, it's still hot outside. It's September. Mm-hmm. You know, student athletes, and not just Princeton, all of our student athletes, all students in general right now, are dealing with this transition of pandemic uh, education differently. And, and we've got half of our student population at home for a week, while the other half's in the building, you've got some that are, are working remotely full time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, so, so you have a lot of that. We get out of school in the high school, we get out at 1230, the middle school at 130. There, there's a gap there before we even start. Now, boys soccer always traditionally will be practicing later in the evening because that's when our coaches uh, are able to be here because of their work commitments. But still, you, you know, you have that going through your mind and, and, they're trying to maintain their schoolwork. They're trying mm-hmm. to do what they have to do there. A lot of, a lot of them may have a job uh, that sure. they're also doing. And then they also, you know, they're kids. They need to have a life too. They've got friends and they've got the ever popular world of, of uh, PlayStation, whatever number we're on now. And, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and, and a girlfriend and, and what have you. So you, they get out there and they're probably in a little bit of a funk and they really don't want to go out at, you know, five thirty. it's still pretty warm out on that turf. And they, you know, they, they go through that, but it's the battle of the adversity of what they, you know, overcoming that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you get this perception of, man, we're just really dogging it during practice. But the, but the light turns on when, uh, when the lights do turn on and, and the, you're matched up against another team. So it's, it, it's, it's both ways, I think. Onto the girls side. This has been a really interesting way to start the year for the girls. They're sitting mid pack in the GMC, but you haven't had a home match yet. There is six straight to start the road. Uh, you're finally going to come. Uh, you're finally going to get one this week at home against, uh, I believe, Oak Hills. There, 
How would you say the girls have held up given the fact they have not had a home match thus far in the season? Uh, the girls are battle tested. They are road warriors. Um, they, they, um, I'm looking forward actually, I, I'm looking forward to getting them back home so that they can get in front of their home fans a little bit They're, You know, I know the parents have been traveling with them and that's pretty much who's, who's able to watch them right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're ready to get back on their own, their own turf and kick the ball out here too. So, um, it, it's going to be great, but I, again, the tournament environment, let's get on the bus, let's go play the game. Let's, let's do what we've got to do. I think that helps them. And as we talked about last week, their schedule is not, uh, doesn't warrant for a lot of instant W's, if you will, you've got to get out there and you've got to play night in and night out and you've got to give your best each and every night. And I applaud them. I applaud for how they, they competed against Fairfield. I applaud how they competed against Roger Bacon and, and I know the girls are, are hungry for, for a, a win at home and, and to be able to set that tone, too. So we're looking forward to having them back. Yeah, and it'll be good to see them there on, on the home front for sure. Let's talk about volleyball. Kind of a similar deal to uh, soccer. You've played a very tough schedule thus far, but really kind of alternated wins and losses thus far through the first uh, eight matches of the season. Uh, what do you think – what are you seeing in them working on in practice to try and start sustaining you know, and building a, a nice win streak? Well, you know, Coach Sparks, she's just uh, – it, it's it really is about fundamentals and and trying to get the girls to – I don't know. We had – this past Saturday we had St. Bernard here, and, and the official would blow the whistle. If, if he blew it twice, he blew it 20 times on just the formation of your hands while you're trying to set the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what – you look at it as a fan. I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm questioning it because I'm thinking, <laughs> what, what did she do wrong? Yeah. And Coach Sparks just keeps reinforcing it's that hand motion, it's that repetitive motion, it's that that sink that the girls need to, to continue to stay in. Mm-hmm. And she has done a very good job, her and her staff, of continually, continually reminding the girls that it is a process. Uh, we are a different team this year mm-hmm. uh, in the fact that we don't have as much height. But uh, we've got we've – got, a lot of foot speed out there and they are starting to handle their rotations very well. Last year, I would have said, man, we really need to kind of work on serving uh, this year. It's more about making sure they have the fundamental of the passing game uh, sinking in, but I, every match and we've had a lot of home matches and, and I've been able to see them uh, at home. I haven't seen them on the road. Oh, I did see a little bit of Lakota West. I apologize, but um getting them out a little bit and getting them in front of, uh, in front of the other teams and getting them ready again. Um, we're going to be okay in, in making us a nice little run in the postseason. And that's all we can hope for at this point in the season. Uh, lastly, let's talk about the big one that happened this past Friday with your football team. First of all, uh, Joe, where were you in 1997? I was a, I was a fourth year student at the university of Cincinnati. There you go. And uh, Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it, it's I, I bring that up because fan, fan, for fans out there, that's the last time Princeton beat Coleraine on the football yeah. field, and uh, that finally that streak was finally snapped this past Friday night. Princeton winning forty-one to thirty-seven, coming back from seventeen down in the second half to do it, which makes it all the more impressive. You know, a lot of schools would look at this as a as a win that kind of it can really change the program given how good Colerain is seemingly every year, not only in the state, but you see him in the national rankings. 
what is what is Coach Daniels said to you about the win, and uh, how impressed were you with his leadership, given the fact that they got down seventeen on the road to Colerain and came back and won it? So all he has said to me Friday night after the game, he just said, "Wow, that's all. That's <laughs> all he really said." And and you know, and that that was very important because that's exactly what we should think is wow, not wow in the fact that we were able to to beat Coleraine, but it was more about the way that it went down. It was yeah. a long time coming, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think every school in the league is probably going to say the same thing about Coleraine this year, because whether, whether you beat them or you don't, it's like, man alive, it's been a long time coming. They've won. So they've had such a sustainability and, and hats off to everything that they're doing uh, at, for the Cardinals. But um, I, I really enjoyed watching the way our players and the way our team handled themselves during that entire time, that entire process. I watched the low of lows Mm -hmm. from our kids in just the simple fact that it's over, we're down, we're not going to be able to come back to just a few plays, Mm -hmm. you know, just a few plays here and there. And then all of a sudden you can watch the, the energy come back up and that's what I enjoyed more than, than the W was watching how the kids turned their, their mental mindset around to the fact that we are still in this game. And we, we capitalized on some mistakes that Cole rain made, mm-hmm. but we also capitalized on some mistakes that we made. We were able to identify some mistakes and turn them into some positives. And so hats off to our entire coaching staff, Hats off to our, our team. Hats off to our team captains for keeping our kids' composure the entire time. And the coaching staff toward the end of the game, I don't know, there might have been maybe 20 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's feeling it on our sideline. And our assistant coaches told every one of the kids to get off the field and line up on the track and stay there. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down the side, and I'm just – I'm telling the kids great game great job you know act like we've done this before and you can just sense it because none of those kids were born in 90 well maybe they were born in 90 no they weren't even alive in 1997 so they they wouldn't even know you know but (laughs) but the the clock hit zero yeah they sprint out to midfield yeah they sprint out to midfield knowing that they can't shake hands this year Mm -hmm. they had their 25 seconds of we got them you know, but they're waving at the, at the kids. They're waving at the Colerain fan, at the Colerain players. They come off the, and they get right off the field. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that we were able to celebrate that. And a lot of those, you know, our guys and, and those, and the Colerain players, they're all friends. Yeah. You know, they, they know one another. So they're, they're going to, they're each going to give their little pop shot to one another, their little <laughs> digs and that sort of thing. But then it was almost like, we're going to get off the field. They went back to the area where Colerain had us staged, mm-hmm. and it was almost as if we got to get back to business. They did their self. Coach Daniels jumped right in with the team, celebrated with them. Then he blew that whistle, and yeah. he said, home, back to work. And, and I, I just value that focus that we have right now. Um, I just, I, we didn't have that every week last year. Yeah. And this year we do. And, and I, I, we spoke about this when we first started the conversations this year. Mm-hmm. He's given the varsity kids off on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. 
so that they can rest. They do have to come in for treatment if they need treatment and see, and see our athletic training staff. Mm-hmm. But he's given them Saturdays as a day of just kind of let your body relax, kind of refocus, take – it's a Saturday. Watch cartoons, what, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but then he's bringing them in on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. And they're resetting the system, and they're going through game preparation, film. They're doing their weights and conditioning at that time. And I just feel like there's just a different sense of we're here playing football and we've got, and it's, it, we've got a job to do. So I really, I really am uh, applauding what, what they have going right now. I'm looking forward to a big week this week. Any concern of a hangover effect going into the game against Lakota East this week? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, first and foremost, they're high school students. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, as adults, we are, we're going to, we can't rest the laurels. Was it coach Paterno used to say you get 24 hours to celebrate. And then after that, you got to go back and start working on the next opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're home. And I think that's the important part. Uh, it's homecoming week with Lakota East. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to recognize the queen and her court, uh, in a fashion that we're able to do. I mean, obviously homecoming this year is going to be a virtual style event, but we do have a queen and we will have a court. Mm-hmm. Um, so the focus kind of needs to be on that a little bit. The weather, let's pray it doesn't change, is going to be absolutely pristine for, for high school football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see how they do tomorrow. Today will be a good day, uh, but tomorrow will really be the, in my mind, it's the Tuesday practice is where you really know whether they're locked in and starting to gear up for Friday or not. So um, we'll, give them, we'll give them a couple days to kind of get back into back into the swing of it here. but. By tomorrow, they really start to start to turn their focus to what's in front of them on Friday. Well, at least here on our conversation, we're not gonna we're not gonna forget this uh, this result, and the program won't for a long, no. long time. Yeah, you know, the first, as we said, the first win for Princeton over Colerain since 1997, and and had to, had to rally from 17 down to do it. What a way to cap off the week! It's been a great week thus far in Vike Nation. We look forward to another great one. We'll reconvene next week, Joe. What do you say? Absolutely, Jason. And you're 100 percent right. You know, I mean. The, the 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 mood the 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 feelings of, of things you know falls in the air we're we're in the the end of summer coming around the corner here and and you know it, it is great it is great to come off of a strong weekend like we had and we're looking forward to another great week here this week that is princeton athletic director joe roberts joining us here on vikenation.org for this week in princeton viking sports here in esp media powered by sidearm sports